Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast. These are the mini-sodes we bring you on Fridays to tide you over until our next main episode, which launches on Tuesday. And of course, Tuesdays are episodes where we talk about two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult, and discuss them in detail. These Friday minisodes are where I, your host, Nate Wyckoff, film critic and comedian, bring you things like movie reviews, little interviews, uh, product reviews, all sorts of stuff that cult audiences love. And today, I have a minisode review of the new Guy Ritchie film, Wrath of Man, starring Jason Statham. So, if you guys haven't been paying attention, movie theaters are opening back up and uh, uh, hopefully you're fully vaccinated uh, or you're getting your vaccination so you can start attending them again because I love me some theater experiences. So I was really happy to see this because I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan ever since I saw Snatch way back in 2000. Of course, he also did the Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, uh, Sherlock Holmes films and um, The Gentleman and uh, Man from Uncle with Henry Cavill. He's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, most of his films have some trademarks, like really sleek, slick directing um, that's inspired a lot of people, uh, especially things like uh, spy thrillers and Kingsman, things like that have been heavily uh, inspired by his filmmaking. And he also uh, likes to sometimes mess with time uh, in his films, not time travel, but showing things in a non-chronological uh, way order now there are some of his staples in the new 2021 film wrath of man one of them of course is his longtime collaborator jason statham uh he was in snatch uh, before he was an action star and now he's an action star and he is an action star again in this movie something that sets wrath of man apart from other guy ritchie films is most guy ritchie films have uh, some levity to them. There's some humorous moments, com comical characters, things like that. Wrath of Man is pretty much devoid of those 100%. And that was an intentional choice by Guy Ritchie based on the film's content. Now, why did he sort of make a point to stick to a specific content for this movie? I think part of it is because this is actually a remake of a French film from 2004. The French film is known uh, as Cash... Uh, cash truck but the actual the original french title is uh le convoyeur uh, which means uh you know transport the transport something like that uh, i'm certainly no french expert but uh i think that's pretty close so what makes 
Wrath of Man worth seeing? Well, first, I already told you, Guy Ritchie directed it and uh, and Jason Statham is starring in it. I'm a big fan of both of those two. Doesn't mean they can do no wrong, not necessarily, uh, but it means you're in for a solid uh, cinematic experience that should at least entertain you for the hour and a half or so runtime. And this movie delivers that. What I will say is a little unexpected is that the movie is actually, uh, it's an action film that's punctuated by several moments of action rather than being a very action heavy film all the way throughout. Part of that is because they're uh, the, of the time jumps, which I mentioned before they occur in such a way as to give you keep you guessing for the first half of the movie and then explain everything chronologically uh by going back to the beginning and telling you chronologically from then into the present again so you watch sort of the middle and then the beginning and then the end which is kind of the way uh messing with time is done in these movies because you're engaged enough to figure out what's going on in the beginning of the film and it lets you get right into the action uh, and then the middle is where you're already invested so they can get away with exposition uh, without losing your interest. And then the end is the, the climax, of course, it's always entertaining. So does it work in that way? Yes, it absolutely does. Um, one thing that threw me off is Jason Statham, you don't know who his character is in the beginning. Of course, if you watch the previews, you know that he's uh, taken a job as a transport uh, officer, a, a guard essentially of these money trucks that handle large sums from businesses and take them to a central location. And uh, from there they can be banked, whatever. He's taken uh, one of these risky jobs as a, a truck guard and he's actually in it to find something. We don't know what in the beginning. And that's what you know from the trailer as well. Guys, I will give spoilers for this. I don't think the spoilers are enough to ruin the movie, but I would say if you already know you want to see this movie, pause this, watch the movie, then come back and we'll talk about it. That said, let's move on to the spoilers. Uh, turns out he's uh, a very successful high-level uh, criminal thief uh, who works with maybe a congressman or something along those lines uh, or, or some lower level of, of federal government official um, to sort of clear his actions. And him and his group uh, are going to rob a money truck and it goes wrong when other robbers that they don't know stop the truck beforehand and happen to uh, kill Jason Statham's character's son, uh, uh, his, his teenage or early 20s son. Well, they try and kill Jason Statham's character as well, but he survives. When he gets out, he goes with his men on sort of a rampage uh, and, and kills and and torments and destroys a lot of other criminal agents in the city and still no luck um so he goes through a different tactic by then becoming a guard at like the biggest um money transport truck system that there is and uh and stays there and he becomes sort of a hero icon there because he is so good at protecting the trucks he essentially kills everyone uh that that tries to rob the truck and to the point where he actually just shows his face to several people trying to rob the truck and because they're his men they see him and panic and run away and so his employer thinks that he's uh one of them thinks that he's some sort of crazy con man and the other ones think that he is uh, like an incredible hero who's doing his job really well. So 
he's sort of operating beyond the law, but with uh, the protection of this uh, political figure. And <clears throat> uh, then we get to the middle of the movie when it jumps back and you find out who the people who robbed the truck are. And they are sort of disgruntled ex-military personnel. Um, they are a team of people who uh, are you know, war heroes or, or soldiers who were uh, decorated or at least highly regarded. And now they work at say the mall or they're unemployed and it's, uh, it's they're bored and their skills aren't being put to use and um, they have no money. Well, their sort of a uh, sergeant or commander, whoever's the top of the totem pole sort of puts together a plan uh, with the help of someone remaining unnamed uh, to rob one of these trucks. And uh, it goes well. And so they go to do it again. And turns out that because of a, because of a witness, i.e. Jason Statham's character's son, one of the men who is relatively unstable, played by uh, none other than Scott Eastwood, does a pretty good job being unlikable and a little spooky. Uh, he kills two guards and he kills the son. This is the interesting turning point in the movie because we kind of are presented with, we're not sure who these soldiers are as people, right? We know that they enjoy being back in action in some capacity and they enjoy the money uh, and they feel like they are uh, deserve it because they haven't been given their due for, for the things that they uh, did serving their country in the military. Um, but once the guards are killed and then the kid, you kind of think, well, people are getting hurt clearly they're, they're going to, if they're good people, they'll step away from it. Well, they don't. Um, they do sort of chastise Scott Eastman's character, but really uh, it comes down to the point that they're like, well, the guards, you kind of had to happen. And you're like, ooh, okay, these aren't good people after all. Um, I'm all for, uh, you know, taking back from, from the man, but that's pretty, pretty low, pretty low blow, uh, pretty, pretty nasty behavior. So back to the point. We find out who these are and then it turns out they're going for one mega score on black friday when there's going to be the most amount of money and they're going to attack the depot where all the trucks go well jason statham is there big fights ensue lots of side characters are involved um many people die uh characters that we've seen for a long time uh and i should mention that there's lots of great uh actors in there one of whom is josh hartnett who is making his uh future film return after many years away from uh, the camera. I think the last thing I remember seeing him in, uh, although he did some after, is Lucky Number Slevin, which was a lot of fun. So it's nice to see him back in. He plays a character that, again, doesn't have a huge bearing on the plot, but uh, he does help develop things. And he acts as sort of fodder for some of the other character development, characters' development in the movie. We also get introduced to the uh, the inside man for this military group. Uh, who is someone that Statham has come to know fairly well. And uh, as I said, people die. They end up getting away with the money. And Jason Statham is sort of uh, shot and seems to be down for the count. Uh, and then trickery results in uh, only one person. I'll give you a hint who uh, of the military man holding the bag, so to speak. And then uh, they get their comeuppance uh, when Jason Statham has sort of been one step ahead of them the whole the whole time and gets his sweet sweet revenge on the killer of his son and then goes about his business is it satisfying to a point um it's a clever twist to get you to the end i uh, i won't give it away here it's not necessary but i thought it was a good one scott uh eastwood does a good job um but the one thing i'll say is that i actually for a film 
that Guy Ritchie intentionally wanted to be kind of brutal because it's kind of a bleak, gritty story. I wanted more brutality. There is blood. Um, there is good action. Uh, there are gunfights, but I really wanted that carnal violence as catharsis uh, uh, at the end for Jason Statham's character getting getting revenge for the murder of his son. Like I really wanted that. Um, and I feel like we're sort of promised that, uh, for example, the poster of Wrath of Man, one, the main poster has Jason Statham just sort of standing in a nice suit with bloody knuckles and blood on his face. Like you just expect that. And the violence is actually fairly believably tame. Uh, you know, people who get shot said they actually look probably how they would look if they got shot or stabbed. Uh, it's it's more realistic as opposed to over the top. Now, I do think it's intentional because I think over the top would have been the wrong choice. Um, this movie is somewhat grounded in a sense of reality. And there's uh, something to be said for reserving um, gruesome effects for movies where we're already expecting there to be some some magical uh, elements to the world that the film is building. But for this one, you really wanted more because there are films that have, mm, I, it's weird to say, but gratifying violence that's really gruesome um, and still is possible. I mean, we see it, we've seen it a lot in say, uh, uh, some crime movies, mob movies, which aren't even necessarily my favorite, like Casino. Um, but we don't really get that here. It's not that it's not well plotted and well acted because it certainly is. Um, but that's my biggest gripe. The ending left me wanting a little bit more. That said, everyone does a good job. Jason Statham's character in the beginning is so blank faced and odd that I actually was like, this is too much. It's unbelievable. But as the plot unveils, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It makes sense now. It's just a lot to take at the beginning of the film. But all of those are minor nitpicking things. Wrath of Man is a good action movie. Um, it's another win for Guy Ritchie in my book. Uh, it's very watchable. Will I remember it in the way I remember, say, Snatch? No. Uh, but is it good? And does it has it already made me order a copy of uh, uh, the Cash Truck, the French original? Absolutely. And I think in that way, it's probably a great homage and uh, the the best, you know, uh, thank you, I like your movie, that I can give. So go out, watch it if it sounds like your thing, and let us know what you think. Write us at coltonclassicpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at coltonclassicpodcast. And thank you guys for listening. This means a lot. Especially uh, thank you and rate, review us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, etc. And uh, watch us at Colton Classic um, on YouTube. And check us out on our website, coltonclassicpodcast.com. Hope you guys have a great day and we will be back in your rear balls next Tuesday for another double shot of thematically linked mainstream and cult movies. To play us out, as always, is the Chud with All About Evil.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.